Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on Birds with Friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where he'll don't read both 7,000 movies. And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> and so the yeah, purpose of, that's what of, I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Shio Kapadia here with Marissa Morris, a Birds with Friends post-game episode for you. Bo Wolf and Zach Berman will be joining us after they get to their media availabilities. The Eagles, 27, Washington football team, 17, Playoff hopes are alive. The offense goes up and down the field after a slow start. And now, Marissa, we're looking at three games left here. I Giants. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's time for Zberm to tell Emily that the playoffs are are real. January 15th to 17th. Don't make any plans. I don't know. What do people do in January? It's not not apple picking. It's not uh, (laughs) holiday celebration. That stuff's over. I don't know. People go skiing. I don't know. uh, You know, my type of Indian, we don't really go skiing much. But (laughs) listen, whatever you might have had planned January 15th to 17th, don't make plans because there could be a wild card game involving the Eagles. So here's where things stand right now. They're seven and seven. I just looked at the the 538 playoff uh, projections. It says the Eagles have a 36% chance of making the playoffs right now. Hey, you might think that doesn't sound that high. Well, next week, they are 10-point favorites against the New York Giants. I mean, you could be looking at Jake Fromm. You could be looking at Mike Glennon, a Giants team that I think is averaging like 11 points per game over the last five or six or something, a complete dumpster fire. I mean, if you lose that game, that's going to be embarrassing. You are big favorites there. Uh, I think it's going to come down to January 2nd. They face this exact team we saw tonight. It might look a little bit different. It might have a different quarterback. But January 2nd, they are going to Washington. Man. If they win that game, if they win the next two, they're up to 73% chance to make the postseason. So uh, the team's in good shape. I mean, I always talk about this is what you want to ask for from your team. It's not always about winning the Super Bowl. It's about an entertaining product. It's about being glad you spent three hours with them on a Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, uh, whatever the case may be. And then you want to have a chance going into the final few games. You don't have to worry about, you know, you're still looking at the draft projections because those still matter when you have three first-round picks. But you're talking about the playoffs. And so uh, that's where things stand with the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And so 
we look at this game. My big takeaway, I think this is what the kids say. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's time to put some respect on Nick Sirianni's name. I mean, look at the guys he's working with. This is not a star-studded offense. 519 yards of offense. 23 first downs. 238 rushing. I mean, they're doing the same thing week in and week out, running the football. Opponents cannot stop them. Their offensive line is just dominating every single week. I think the stat they said during the game was 175 rushing yards in seven straight games has not been done since 1985, the Chicago Bears. And so they're doing this week in and week out. They're all the way up to ninth. In EPA per drive, I mean, a top 10 offense. Again, I'm not saying they don't have anybody. Dallas Goddard, monster game today. Uh, Miles Sanders had a nice game. Devontae Smith is a good player. The O-line is good, but I bet, and maybe we'll do this exercise at some point, if you just show me the personnel of all 32 offenses, this is not the ninth most talented offense. And so that's how I always judge coaching is, are you maximizing the talent at your disposal? Do you have uh, something with your scheme, your play calling, whatever you want to call it, where you are making the whole be greater than the sum of the parts? And Sirianni's doing that right now. I mean, you know, if McVay were doing it, if Kyle Shanahan were doing this, they're getting all sorts of praise. And so uh, I think you have to be really encouraged with what you saw from Nick Sirianni. I think the big talking point from this game is going to be, I don't know if you saw this, Marissa, after Jalen Hurts had the early fumble, Cameras caught him coming to the sideline, and Nick Sirianni is chewing him out. I mean, you don't always see this in an NFL game with the head coach and the quarterback. And so I, I, I'm sure Z-Burb is going to want to talk about this right away. I mean, I, he's probably writing about this. I would guess he's writing about this. We'll ask him uh, when he joins us. Of course, Zach and Bo will be joining us. Did I mention that yet? Marissa, I haven't taken a break here. I've just been talking nonstop. The the chat is absolutely loving it. They're so impressed with your energy on a Tuesday night at 10:49 p.m. Um, they're loving it. So keep bringing it. Okay, so Zach and Bo, we got to get to the quarterback too. You know what I think has happened to me? I started listening to the podcasts on like I'm not at 1.5, but I'm somewhere in between 1.25 and 1.5, and so now when I am doing a podcast with someone talking at like a, in a normal cadence, I'm just going all in with the energy. I'm talking fast. So I really do think it's affected my <laughs> life. I've had people comment to me. They're like, wow, you were really fired up on that podcast. And I'm like, was I, I thought I was talking, uh, I was talking normal. So uh, I forget who said it, but someone had a great point that when you're on a podcast or radio or TV, like the advice of just be yourself, is like the worst advice. You have to be like the, the, I just had a Dan Campbell coffee version of myself because you've got to entertain people. And so that's what I've sort of, yeah, it's the Dan Campbell coffee day uh, for Shield, Brandon says. So uh, I'm looking at this and that Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni moment, I thought was really telling, you know, Hurts fumbles. It's a bad fumble. He, you know, he holds on to the football. I'm not sure if he had someone open. I, I think he might've had a chance to get rid of the football, but still careless Montez sweat knocks it off. They're in the red zone. I mean, those are the mistakes that that's how you lose, lose the game. And you know, the first three possessions of this game, it was like, shoot, are they actually going to give this game away? Is this going to be a Garrett Gilbert game? A, you know, the Joe Webb type game that we've talked about before. And so Hertz comes to the sideline and I don't know what exactly Sirianni said, but I mean, you could tell he was not saying, you know, hang in there. Don't worry about it. 
next play. I mean, he was giving it to him, and Sirianni was asked about it after the game, and uh, I thought it was really telling how honest he was. You know, he didn't downplay it. He didn't say that that's no big deal. He said, you know, Jalen is used to being coached hard by his dad. I was used to being coached hard by my dad, and so I told him that you were being too careless with the ball. We can't have that in that situation, and so that's great for the head coach quarterback relationship you know just to see get that little glimpse here week 15 there's a lot on the line I mean tensions are high Jalen Hurts just came back from the injury the game got moved the stadium is going what is happening here we cannot lose this game right now and so they have that little moment it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things but it can be a big deal because it shows you that the coach doesn't have to coddle this quarterback it shows you that this quarterback, you know, doesn't get in his feelings. Again, I'm trying to get on. I think this is how young young people talk. You're Hertz so hip, Sheil. So <laughs> Hurts isn't uh, in his feelings after that. You know, he doesn't sulk. I mean, I hate to always bring it back to the previous quarterback, but we know how things went last year when there's a sequence like that in the first quarter, in the first half, and it's like, all right. That's it. The game's over. There, there is no turning this around. And that's not Jalen Hurts. And so I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I mean, when things go badly, he doesn't worry about it. He doesn't let it affect him. He goes on to complete 20 of 26 for 296 yards, over 11 yards per attempt. Three of those incompletions, by the way, were drops. Now, that kind of evens out, even Evens out, yes, evens out because Dallas Goddard had a terrific, uh, you know, contested catch, which was not necessarily a great throw by Jalen Hurts. Greg Ward, I thought, made a great play on the touchdown catch. So it's not like his supporting cast was letting him down. They did have three drops, to, though, out of those uh, six incompletions, and then they came back and they made a lot of plays as well. So, uh, again, 519 yards of offense. I mean, I feel like we kind of take that for granted. If you were watching games around the NFL this weekend, if you were in a uh, fantasy playoff or a fantasy regular season finale, like teams were not moving the ball well uh, this weekend. I think it was one of the lowest touchdown totals. I think I saw someone say in a long time, if you just add up all the touchdowns that were scored uh, this weekend. And so 519 is nothing to take for granted. And again, that came with the slow start. You look at it first possession. I mean, what a fluky interception. Dallas Goddard drops the ball on third down. It hits his foot and then it pops back up, gets an interception, by the way, uh, to interrupt myself here. See, I'm used to being on with Bo. Bo, just kidding. Calm down. I know you're <laughs> sensitive uh, about that, but I'm interrupting myself here. Uh, get those questions in the, ch in the chat because Marissa is yeah. going to compile those. And once I'm done getting off my, uh, my initial points here, we will just get to questions until Zach and Bo uh, show up. So first possession, you have the fluky interception. Second possession, you have the sack, the fumble in the red zone. Third possession, you convert on a fourth and one, but Jordan Mylotta penalty on that. So you go ahead and punt. So uh, too often coaches talk about, Hey, we shot ourselves in the foot. It was nothing they were doing, but the Eagles literally could not get out of their own way there on the first three possessions. After that, man, it was just up and down the field. I think it was, let me look here. Yes. Five of their next six possessions they score on. And I think one of those Goddard had a drop on third down and they punted. So again, it was, it was just a mistake. I mean, Washington was doing nothing to slow them down. I thought the Eagles offensive line once again, controlled the game. And so 
we know what the formula is. They don't have to overthink this. They're going to go into next weekend as 10-point favorites against the New York Giants, uh, a team they did lose to earlier this season. So, of course, uh, we'll review that later this week and take a look at uh, you know what exactly happened in that game. I'm sure Zach remembers every single detail. I barely remember anything uh, about that game, so I'll have to look at my notes once again and see what happened there. But, I mean, the Giants are legitimately one of the worst teams in the NFL. You're going to have a coaching edge there. You're going to have a quarterback edge there. You're going to have an edge with your defensive line uh, against their offensive line are right, people want to see my hoodie yeah this is in the t public store i mean this is I, I would suggest getting the lightweight uh hoodie i like a lightweight hoodie now these do run a little snug so if you're on the fence i would go with the uh bigger size but otherwise very comfortable you know not too heavy i'm not going to be sweating underneath here a nice fit so that is in the t public store if you just go to teepublic.com search birds with friends you can see this design you can get it any way you want there all right, I'm looking at what what my other big notes were here. Doubt Goddard had the initial drop, but then he was fantastic. I mean, he he got the the big contract and he's getting more opportunities and he's making the most of them. Seven catches for 135 yards that contested catch down the left sideline. That was outstanding. That was a big play. Miles Sanders 18 for 131. Now Jordan Howard was running the ball quite a bit down the stretch. I think they were saying they were just managing Sanders a little bit since they have a game here uh, coming up. I don't think Sirianni said there was an injury or anything else. So I think Sanders uh, should be fine to play on Sunday against the Giants. Little dead air there. I don't know if I, <laughs> I was going to say, know, yeah, still okay? takes a sip of <laughs> yeah. this water. Yeah, I got to hydrate. Listen, I'll you, give you the play-by-play. Play. <laughs> you have to, uh, you have to hydrate here, especially when you get old like me. If I don't, the throat, I'll start coughing in the middle of this. I'll probably get a headache. Uh, Fifteen minutes into this, so Miles Sanders, Dallas guy, how about Jalen Rager? Huh? I mean, I thought, the, I thought the big two-play sequence came. They are the, the lead is cut to twenty to seventeen. Eagles have to put together a drive back-to-back plays Jalen Rager on a screen to the right. Fantastic block by Lane Johnson. I think Dallas Goddard also had a nice uh, block on that play. I think that was a 30 plus yard gain down the right sideline. The very next play, Greg Ward for the touchdown. So they just went like in a flash, they went 80 yards on eight plays. They turned 20 to 17 into 27 to 17. That to me was really the most impressive kind of two play sequence, most impressive drive of the entire game. I think those are most of my notes, honestly. I mean, you know, I, I don't have a lot to say about the defense. I don't think I'm going to be watching uh, this defensive film. You know, Garrett Gilbert, I, I didn't think he was bad. For a guy who just joined the team on, what was it, Wednesday, Thursday, I thought he, he was fine for someone who was put in that position. He looked like somebody who could be a backup in the NFL. I mean, he was just taking a beating in there. At times, the pass rush, I thought, was a little inconsistent. I mean, there were times during that game where I'm saying, they're not getting a hand on him. I think both tweeted out that uh, Fletcher Cox's sack on one of the last plays of the first half was the only time they touched Garrett Gilbert in the first half. So it was slow in the beginning. As the game went on, I thought there were some high leverage spots where they got to him. I thought Fletcher Cox, it seemed like this was one of his more active games of the entire season. Uh, Javon Hargrave certainly uh, had some pressure in there as well. You know, the defense was okay. There were stretches where I thought they were doing a great job. Other times where you're going, how are they letting uh, 
Washington convert on third down. They had the big play action on third and one where they get down near, near the goal line and then, uh, score a touchdown. So, uh, I just believe this is a mediocre to below average defense. I'm going to continue to believe that. But again, you're going up against the Giants next week. You're going up against Washington in week 17. So like the defense really should not kill you until potentially that week 18 matchup against the Cowboys, which by the way, the Eagles are higher in EPA per play on offense than the Dallas Cowboys right now. I mean, man, I would have taken all sorts of odds that that was not going to be the case this year, but the Cowboys have kind of gone in the wrong direction over the last six weeks or so since Dak Prescott returned from his injury. The Eagles, of course, are trending in the right direction. So uh, I think those are most of my notes. Is it too early to take a break, Marissa? Or should we take a little break and come back and uh, get to some questions? Um, Let's take some questions. They're let's take some in, questions first. In, um, okay. Uh, Zach are still waiting on her, so we could have a little okay. bit before them. All um, right, Let, let's get to some questions. Get your questions in there in the comments section. I will answer them to the best of my ability. Yeah, so a lot of good ones, um, but I think a big uh, big theme so far in the chat is Jalen Hurts um, wanting to know your evaluation of his performance. And, you know, Dan Orlovsky called this his most impressive game as an Eagle. How would how would you uh, would you agree with that? Would you not agree with that? What are your thoughts, Jill? Uh, I thought I think it was that Broncos game where I thought he he played great uh, in that game. That was a dominant performance. So I haven't thought about it enough to know. You know, I, I would think there was uh, a game or two that I would take instead of this game, only because you did have a turnover uh, in the red zone. I mean, listen, there are times where the lack of arm strength is going to show up. I think it was the deep post to Devontae Smith in the first half where you look at it and it's like, man, Hurst has to really put everything he has into this throw. And even then it was still a little bit off target. So I think those things are going to happen. Now, having said that, other than, you know, a couple, a few plays there, uh, it was a clean game and he doesn't try to overdo it. He doesn't try to play a uh, hero ball for the most part. I mean, I, I again, I, I thought this was a highly schemed up uh, offensive game plan from Nick Sirianni. I thought he did a great job, but you still need the quarterback who's going to execute that highly schemed up game plan. And so he was finding Dallas Goddard. He was converting on third down. And so uh, I think he played well. I don't think, uh, you know, he was at a hundred percent with that ankle. He, he did run the ball a little bit and I, I thought he looked fine. He looked better than most quarterbacks, but probably not at kind of his, um, you know, his peak level of athleticism. And that's probably something you're going to deal with on Sunday uh, with this game just being, uh, what was it? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, still, uh, what five, five days away. Is that right? Yeah. Five days. I away. guess it's kind of like a Sunday to Thursday night game. Yeah. So, so still short rest, obviously. Yeah, short, yeah. short rest. So he's not going to be, I wouldn't uh, you know expect him to be running all over the place in that game. I think Bo asked, uh, Sirianni in the post game press conference, did you adjust the game plan? to, you know, uh, to account for his injury. And without saying yes, you know, Sirianni kind of did say yes. So maybe some of those option runs where it looks like an option, it's like, listen, just hand the ball off. If there comes a time where they're crashing on that and we're getting hit for tackles for losses, we'll let you go ahead and take off uh, for one of those. But if not, you know, uh, you know, when in doubt, hand, hand the ball off. And certainly there weren't a lot of uh, designed runs. I don't, I don't think they ran that sort of uh, counter quarterback read that bash play with, with Jalen Hurts with the two guys pulling that they were uh, crushing the Jets with a couple of weeks ago. And so I think they did account for that a little bit. 
All right, let's go to the run game. This question is from Nick Field. Is Miles Sanders breaking out into a tier one running back? Tier one, I would say no. Uh, I, I would not agree with that. Now, the numbers with Miles Sanders are almost always better than kind of what the eye test or the film might say. No, I think he has played better. Uh, the last two games have maybe been his two uh, best games of the season. I think we have some uh, stuff in the uh, chat. We're, we're getting hit with some uh, porn bots or something in there, Marissa. That we, need to, uh, we just have so many people in the chat right oh, now. Oh, good. Popping, okay. so, well, you know. Listen. Um, they so are not I, welcome though. Those are yeah, <laughs> only Eagles uh, fans. <laughs> that's right. Those are not welcome. So, uh, I think he's played better. I mean, tier one, there are a lot of great, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, you're not putting Miles Sanders in that category. I wouldn't put him up there with a Nick Chubb or a Derek Henry. So it kind of depends to me, you know, Alvin Kamara. So I could probably reel off at least 10 to 12 guys where if you said, Hey, you know, would you rather have this guy the rest of the season over Miles Sanders? You know, at least 10 to 12, I would say yes. It might be more than that. And so uh, I would say no to tier one. But I will say I, I think he's played better, uh, you know, maybe his two best games the last two weeks. Well, at, Nick actually had a follow-up to that one too. Okay. Is is he securing himself a new contract with these performances? No, uh, I would not. I would not say that. I mean, if I'm the Eagles, uh, I would not be dishing out a lot of money to a to retain uh my to extend miles sanders really to a running back i mean i think if, if they're going to stick with jalen hurts and it's going to be this run heavy attack then you do need multiple uh really good running backs because i mean it's just a big part of your offense if they can have different skill sets that's great if you can have the home run hitter and then kind of the the short yardage uh grinder in sort of the jordan howard type mold i think that's great but you know we see it all the time that you can get those guys without investing um a huge number of resources i mean if you spend a second or third round pick on a running back i'm fine with that but in terms of uh paying a guy in that resource allocation with the salary cap. Uh, I would not be looking to do that with Miles Sanders. All right. This one is from the truth thoughts on Bo's boy. Opeta seems like he held his own pretty well, especially against Washington's beastly defensive tackles. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was okay. I think he had, uh, you know, at least one penalty, maybe, maybe two penalties. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I mean, when somebody has to come in in a situation like that, sort of in the, uh, at the last minute, and, and like you're mentioning there, he's going up against good defensive tackles in uh, Jonathan Allen and Duran Payne, then, you know, you just want them to sort of be uh, adequate. And I, I, I thought he was fine. I mean, I hate to go the coach route here, but, uh, you know, we, we'll talk about that once we watch the film. Offensive line play to me is just like impossible to um, really look at closely during a live game. You know, if a guy is just sort of getting crushed or if a guy is uh, is dominating, like, you know, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey seem to be doing every week. I mean, we're probably, I know this wasn't the question. I don't think we're talking enough probably about how well Lane Johnson has played. I mean, since he came back. There's a few uh, comments like that in the chat. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm going to be doing an all pro team for the athletic. I've not done this before at the end of the season where it's just me and my name's on it and that's it. And so uh, I have to look at the, the all pros. And earlier I thought I did a mid season one and lean Johnson wasn't on there because he had missed time. But I think Ryan Ramchek of the saints was on there 
and he's been injured now. So uh, I think Lane Johnson has a chance to, you know, I forget how many games exactly he missed, whether it was three or fewer than that. But man, he is playing awesome right now. You don't even notice him in pass pro. I can't remember the last time he gave up a QB hit. Maybe there's one that I'm missing. And then in the run game, he is just absolutely crushing people week in and week out. His energy is off the charts. He's giving you the first down signals. It seems like every week he's loving this style of offense. So uh, he's he's playing fantastic. Sheil, how is your super sorecasting confidence level right now? I think Zach won. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if somebody in the chat knows. We will not uh, get to Swooper until Bo is here because yeah. I feel like that would be just totally crushing to yeah. him. Yeah. Especially after um, his favorite one did hit. So we will Which was his that. favorite one? Um, it was yours. The, oh, okay. The yeah. first and blank. Yes. No, no. I, I think I looked at it quickly. I looked at uh, Dennis's uh, Twitter because some people were tweeting at us when there was the first and 13. And I yes. thought, oh, sweet. I got that. Did I win? But then I, th I looked real quickly and I was like, wait, I think Zach got a couple of these with uh, Rager and uh, and Fletcher Cox having the sack. So Zach, I mean, a huge week. He only had three. Again, I don't know this for sure. We'll get to it with Bo. But if my, um, you know, if I'm right that Zach won, uh, it, it was a huge win for him. Yes. All right. So we will we will tease that and get to that later in the show when uh, Zach and Bo join us. They are currently waiting on Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure if he's started to speak yet, but we will get to them shortly. Um, this one, let's go to the defense. This is from Ben. Is Hargrave getting double teamed? What slowed him down? I mean, there are times that he gets double teamed, but I think he's he's been pretty consistent. Uh, you know, I know the numbers haven't always uh, looked like that, but I think Hargrave had, I think he did put up numbers uh, the previous week against the Jets. I know in this game, there were definitely times where you're noticing him. So uh, I think he's been solid throughout the season uh again all, all pro i don't know is he is he going to be a candidate for maybe a second team all pro you would i would have to look at the numbers uh a little bit more but uh he has had a, a fantastic season for sure this one is from john thoughts on the nfl making tuesday night football a thing well, I'll let Bo, I'm sure Bo is going to want to sound off on what happened this weekend and then pushing this game to Tuesday. So I'm not going to get to that. I did get the sense uh, yesterday and today. I'm like, you know what? In five years, there's just going to be two games every day. You know, maybe they'll well, I think Friday. we saw that today, right? They said starting in 2023, there was uh, something out there that on um, Monday Night Football is going to turn into two games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I saw that quick tweet and I wasn't sure if it was someone suggesting that or yeah. if it was something that's actually going to happen. So, you know, I think eventually they'll leave Friday. They'll, they might still leave Friday alone for, for high school football. They might leave Saturday alone for college football. But other than that, I mean, they've got to be loving this. And, you know, I, I will say if it's collectively bargained and each team has to have, you know, a minimum amount of rest and they can figure it out with the scheduling, I got to say, I'm not totally against it. Uh, you know, okay. I, I was I was laughing. It was like the uh, the announcers. I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, Marissa, like every announcer I listened to this week and had to throw in one of the, you know, they would show the upcoming schedule and they'd be like, all right, spend some time on the couch. 
I don't know if my <laughs> wife's gonna like that, but I'm gonna be enjoying it. It was, it was, like, it was like every single, I don't know, Collinsworth, Kurt Warner, they all had to be like, listen, the old wife, the old ball and chain might be mad at me, but you know what? I'm gonna be watching some football every day this week. It was so embarrassing. On top of bowl season, I mean, <laughs> I know, but uh, I liked the because, well, this is kind of selfish, I guess, for my. Uh, job really because what happens is Sunday I can't watch every game and so I spend Monday from the time I wake up until I start writing I'm just in catch-up mode trying to watch I don't watch full games but I'm trying to watch as many games as I can so that I have something to uh, write about and so from my perspective this week was great because it's like all right I'm watching Thursday live I'm watching Saturday live uh, you know, I can knock out probably one, two, three games Sunday uh, that have my full attention, maybe four. So that's six. I got two Monday nighters that I'm watching, not doing anything else. That's eight. And then uh, we, now we didn't get both games. I don't think anyone got both games today unless you had like direct TV or something. Right. Yeah. So I had one on my okay. phone. Um, I have my stepdad's direct TV login, but he oh, kept nice. going in on his phone. So we kept kicking each other <laughs> off. Couldn't uh, okay. figure out what was going on at first. <laughs> And then my mom was texting me. I'm like, oh, crap. So I told him to stop because I said I needed it for work. <laughs> there you go. It, it always works. So yeah. uh, but basically, it's like nine or 10 games I can just watch as they're happening, which is great because then I don't feel uh, so far behind. So during a typical week, by the time Monday Night Football rolls around, I'm kind of like, all right, you know, I'm a little bit over this. I don't need to be watching um another football game right now and I'm kind of distracted and I don't take, uh, I, I feel like I'm not taking a lot of notes or paying as close attention, but uh, I kind of liked it like this. There was a little bit each day. And if you think about it, it is kind of silly that like on a Sunday at one o'clock mm -hmm. where you have the most popular sport in America, where the ratings right. are through the roof, that there are nine games on at the same time. Like that doesn't make business sense. I mean, if you think about what you could get, I, I hate to be going like Roger Goodell and like Jerry Jones here, but what you could get for like a Wednesday night package, you know, what you could get for that double header on Monday, what you could get for like two Tuesday games every week. I mean, it, it would be crazy. And so you could probably convince the players, Hey, you know, if we're going to be splitting the revenue and we're going to be able to bring a lot more money in, then let's go ahead and do this. So uh, that would not surprise me at all. Again, I, I think you have to make sure that the players are getting enough rest, that it's not messing with them. But uh, I don't know, the teams have shown like an ability to adjust to uh, some of these things, a weird Tuesday game or whatever it may be. So I'm not opposed to that. I just don't, don't be starting those games late. Like I don't need the old Monday night version where it's like yeah. seven o'clock and 10 o'clock. Give me like a, give me like a five o'clock and yeah, an the 8 five o'clock start was nice yesterday. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. I know our Game's West Coast over, uh, audience might not like it, yeah. but yeah. Listen, yeah. you're probably, you might be working from home anyway. Uh, you know, find, find yourself a nice boss. It's a mm -hmm. worker friendly market right now. You know, you should have options, you should have leverage. So before you sign on, demand, hey, Monday, I need to get home if I'm on the West Coast. Uh, I'm going to be taking a half day every Monday. And if you have a problem with that, I'm going to go elsewhere. Yep. Tom right. Shill said so. All right. Let's yeah. take a quick break. Um, we're okay. still waiting to get Bo and Zach here. I think someone in the chat said that the Hertz presser has ended. So hopefully they are finding a spot. I'm not really sure what they're doing, but send in your questions while we take a quick break and she'll will answer them when we get back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. A uh, couple things to uh, get to here. First of all, we got to give a shout out. You know, the, the Browns did not give us the result we wanted yesterday. But I did see a, a certain left guard uh, dominating, snap in and snap out. It was certainly no fault of the offensive line. They were in a tough spot. So many guys out. I thought they had it. I was in here. I think, I think uh, my wife walked in as I was watching, and I think it was like a run to the left. It might have been an outside zone. And then he just like, Michael Dunn just flattened the guy. I'm yelling, finish him or something like that. <laughs> Where is he? You know, what's going on here? And so uh, it, it was a tough one, but never the, you know, it's a team game, but nevertheless, a, a nice outing for the Morris Dunn household. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm very proud of him, obviously, um, but very deflating. Um, there's yeah. nothing like watching that field goal go through Ugh. right, right through the uprights. As time expires and the opposing team runs. On the Helpless. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, how they it was, iced him. Yeah. They tried that to was, ice him. It was rough, but um, very proud of him. You know, um, we talked about Opeta today, you know, stepping in when you get those opportunities. Yeah. And, um, he did a really good job, so I'm very happy for him. And, uh, you know, the AFC playoff picture is pretty crazy, too. So that division, to- unbelievable. Yeah, wild. it's true. Yeah. Everything, you know, I'm sure Kevin Stefanski is giving them the everything is still in front of you speech. Yeah. I remember, Doug, I forget what year it was, uh, with, uh, with Doug Peterson, but that was like his message and it's true for them. I mean, that division, I, I think everyone's got what between seven and eight wins right now. They're all yeah. playing each other in the next three weeks. So let's hope that they can, uh, you know, get, get some guys healthy and we'll see what happens there in the last month. Man, when they came back, it was like, Oh, they are going to steal, uh, this game could not get the stop there at the end, but uh, yeah, again, very unfortunate, a- but, um, what is fortunate is that we do have Zach Berman joining All us. Right. Hello. Pod. He beat Bo. Bo's probably freaking out that he can't find Zach. Zach oh, looks excited. Bo's Zach looks like well. Zach looks like it's uh, six thirty in the morning or something. Uh, there are, 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 <laughs> I wish. Are, I think you're juiced from the game. You know, it was an exciting game. Uh, you you've probably just been waiting for the Tuesday night game to start, and uh, I don't know. And I'm sure. Well, uh, well, I'm going to let you get to it, but go ahead. Well, welcome in Zach and Bo. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. I'm sorry that we took so long. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is She'll sorry or not. She'll steal the show. So I, I yeah, mean, I know. actually, I, I asked. We did Bro. get some offers from some, yeah, some local uh, TV network execs <laughs> were uh, in the chat, have side messaged us, but uh, <laughs> I mean, you should have us at least till the end of this the season, and then we can talk after that. <laughs> I asked Bo in the press conference room. Uh, I'm sorry to be, you know, is is she going to be pissed at us? And uh, and Bo was like, she might prefer this actually, right? I should have asked, is Marissa going to be frustrated at us, right? Um, but anyways, uh, I'm sorry. I, I I hope I don't repeat what you guys discussed. But huge win for the Eagles. Huge win. Uh, looked a little shaky for the first quarter there but rebounded and uh, the offense was clicking. I, I know they were playing against an undermanned opponent, but it certainly matters that they're seven and seven in the thick of the playoff race here 
And uh, as Shield tweeted, like it, it really seems they're they're finding their rhythm on offense. Bo, how's it going? Good. I've got three things to, uh, to get to. I, I the only thing you know, I, I'm all for um, you know being messed up and said the only thing I can't tell your facial expression. So if I have like a big zinger at you, usually I can tell if I got you if it, if it hit or not, and that that's the only thing um, you know happening. So maybe you can tell me. If, Wait, you know, so what's the science here? Should I? Landed. I'm in a private room. Should I have it on still or like uh, your what's, what's the? I don't know. I mean, there's no, there's no good answer. I mean, I want to exercise my, my best public health here, my best personal health. I don't think you're doing anything. I think it's fine to wear it. I don't think you're doing anything wrong in there by yourself. Uh, Okay. Uh, A couple of things. Uh, I want to take you through two very interesting, uh, fun moments from the moments that we went down to the lock to uh, the post-game press conferences, because I'm sure you've covered everything about the game so far. Yeah. Um, we get off the elevators to uh, go down to the tunnel. And, you know, when you get off the elevators, there are a bunch of Eagles fans streaming out. And a bunch of Eagles fans were chanting, let's go, Brandon, very loudly. Um, and so I, I had the opportunity to explain to Jeff McClain what that meant. He, did, he didn't know it. You look like you guys don't know it either. Uh, you're, you're better off for it. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> You, you have to explain that? it now, right? I mean, I thought I thought there was going to be like, a, and then Brandon Graham emerged, or Brandon Brooks came nope. out, and all the fans were there were no, this fans is like, chanting, this is, "Let's this go, is Brandon!" Like, this is like mainstream Republican code for F Joe Biden. Oh, uh, okay. I... <laughs> that's a thing. It's a <laughs> thing. Now you know it. Now, now you'll be able to recognize it. But yeah, that's, that was a that was a tough start to. Uh, but now we know both on the podcast. Uh, then, um, on, uh, on the other side, a very, let's go Brandon. I'm so confused. it's very, it's very stupid. Cause it's the same right. syllables. It's like, it's very clever to say this way. And then people don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Man, uh, I, <laughs> all right. What else do you, uh, have? I thought two, it was going to be something, you know, Zach was, had to run to the presser again and, uh, you know, somewhere I don't go ahead. Uh, next up, uh, Dallas Goddard came out. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he, he comes out for his post-game press conference dressed in full elf outfit, right? Like yellow pants, tweets, green yeah. outfit. He's got the hat with him. Like, okay, this is interesting. And before, like <laughs> face-to-face, before any questions are asked about the outfit or anything like that, or even like acknowledging that this is a silly thing, uh, one reporter, like from two feet away, before even sitting down, is just like, "So, did you think there was some rust in this game?" And it's like, like not addressing what was in front of him at all. And Dave Zangaro and, and I both were like on the verge of having to leave the press conference room because we were laughing so hard. Uh, uh, like see, just, see, just that's what I'm. That's you know, Zach said we got to get shit. That's the kind of thing I miss from being in person, honestly. That those was, are the moment. Those are the moments that make it worth it. It was tough to beat. I mean, borderline moment of the year for me. Okay. This is the difference between uh, Bo and me is that, you know, I'm I'm sitting there in the in the press conference room thinking, God, there's so much we need to discuss about this game. Uh, we're sitting here wasting time. I, well, I can't wait to go up there and Marissa, discuss the game. I feel like they've probably covered a lot of the bases. Bo's sitting there saying, I need to get these two things off 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 my chest. 
So, uh, um, and then no- number number three. Sorry if you'll indulge me. I haven't listened to this yet, but I was sent. Uh, I was sent something from uh, Defop Noah Becker, an avowed minion, for me to play on the show. Uh oh, did I do something? Remember, we're live on YouTube. Mm. <laughs> Don't get Marissa fired, please. Hey, the loads. Uh oh. me, yes. Alan Heineke, Hudson, Kalicki, David Mayo, Kendall Fuller, William Bradley King, Tyler Larson, Cameron Crow, Milo Eifler out as well, Derek Forrest, Wendell Smallwood, Tamara Canningway, Cornelius Lucas, Brendan Scherf, Primus Veteran Stadium Turf, seven coaches out as well, Westin thinks that Tuesday swell, we didn't lose to Gilbert, though we started slowly, Westin's much too lowly, we didn't lose to Gilbert, though we tried too early, gave those losers a swirly. <laughs> He's got an. I like his voice. He's got a nice voice. He, is a, he has a singing background. He's got yeah, musical so background, right? That yeah. was amazing. That was good. I I feel like you're gonna need to outsource some of this going forward, Bo. Or I maybe think that's. Do I do something. think that that's in everybody's best interest. Yeah, I that like I was kind of you know that one I was moving to a little bit. Yours, I don't know. It might just be you know because I knew it was coming. Oh, that song, and, and, yeah. that, and that was like you know what. Uh, 30 seconds was 30 and yours seconds, was like yeah. nine minutes yeah so that might have been the difference yeah, i could have used uh, i thought that was a great job i know i could have used another like seven minutes or so zb uh i made a prediction earlier uh w- w- what is your have you guys discussed what you're writing yet not yet we raced up here i i i have kind of two ideas and um i would go with the one Bo doesn't take well i mm. would imagine one is one of you doing the little you know, little Sirianni chews out hurts on the sideline type lead. I, I felt like them. you were loving it. That <laughs> yeah. might be why you're so excited. <laughs> that, yeah, I knew that was when one I of them I was writing about. That, yeah. So, and then because really the only but thing I feel like that's what everybody's writing. You know, I mean, you can write it better, but exactly, write it better. Well, then, right? Yeah, give it to ZB yeah. then. If you don't want it, then uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, the reality is ahead. we're all in press conferences at the same time. Like, uh, right. you know, you're not. Yeah. getting something that like, like you're not getting an angle that no one else is exploring. What you're doing is you're explaining it, writing it, presenting it in a, in a unique way with perspective and insight and, uh, and maybe a little flair that, uh, that hopefully your competition isn't, but mm, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not pretending that I'm coming up there with like a, a quote from a press conference that was streamed live that, that no one else got. Well, you can still, you know, you can draw meaning from that. I mean, did you think that was, did you think that was a meaningful moment? Like this will be a nice brainstorm session for you. You know, what, what did you take away from that moment? And actually I haven't heard what Jalen Hurts yeah. said about it. So why don't you fill us in on what both of you know? I sure. So Jalen Hurts said, well, so Sirianni said that he got on him there and, and actually all our, our, our listeners and the two of you can provide insight because apparently TV showed it up close. And he said that he, Asiriani said that he told Jalen he was, he was, uh, he was careless with the football and that, you know, he, he needs to tighten up there. And he said, Jalen told, uh, Jalen's a coach's son. Nick's a coach's son. They were both coached hard. And Jalen has, has told him, you can coach me hard and Jalen can take it. And Jalen told him, uh, Jalen said that he told him earlier this year, like, you know, I lived with my dad. My dad chewed me out, and I had to sleep in the same house as him. Uh, I can take it, and uh, love. And that. he 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 said it's an it's an example of you know the evolution, or, or it was kind of an inferred by a reporter, and Jalen didn't deny it that it's the evolution of their relationship here. 
that maybe earlier this year, that's not the way Sirianni coached or he wasn't as hard on him and, and Jalen welcomed it. And Jalen went through different coaches that he's had in his life from his father to Nick Saban, Mike Lockersley, the uh, then the offensive coordinator at Alabama, now the head coach at Maryland, uh, and, and and said that uh, that he's always wanted this in a coach. And I also think it's it's important to point out because this is one of the things that frankly became an issue with Carson Wentz, right? That that Carson Wentz wasn't taking that type of coaching, and, and that they needed to uh, massage around, that they needed to tiptoe around him. So I, I I think it's worth exploring from that perspective as well. Yeah, I, I think and he's been. I mean, he has been good at not turning the ball over for the most part this year, uh, except for his last game. So I think that's probably part of it is that you, you don't want it to go down the road it went against the Giants. I also I think I think it's an interesting look into their dynamics and like Jalen was smiling when he was asked about it, like like this is nothing, um, like this is not a big deal at all. And that's sort of like I don't think it's that big of a deal from like the oh my god the coach is yelling at the at the quarterback like he just fumbled in a stupid situation he shouldn't have fumbled it was totally reasonable like they're all adults here yeah at, at the same time though i would say it, you don't see a lot of coaches when the quarterback comes over you know kind of i don't know if it was yelling at him but i mean it was like anyone who watched it could see exactly what was happening it was not a hey don't you know shake it off you know a lot of times it's hey shake it off don't worry about it next play next play next play type thing it was like what are you doing like we're in the red zone this is the only way we're losing this game is if we make mistakes like that like protect the freaking ball uh type thing and i i think what you said zach was uh was right i thought it was nice a, a nice glimpse into their relationship right now and you know i love that hertz told him that sirianni's comfortable doing it uh you know no one's gonna have hurt feelings about it you don't have to worry about hurt sulking after he makes a mistake like that i mean he bounces back every time he uh ha has an issue like that it, it seems like it doesn't bring him down he has played for Nick Saban. I would imagine after Saban, he's you know he almost would start laughing when like Sirianni's uh, yelling at him because that would probably be the uh, peak of it. But uh, I, th I thought it was sort of a, an interesting moment when you you zoom out and um, you look at kind of the state of that relationship, the state of this franchise. When was my last espresso? So I said this earlier. So I think I've run into this issue. I listened to podcasts on like between 1.25 and 1.5 now. And wow. so now when I'm speaking, I feel like I have started to speak faster mm. or I can't, you know, I'll be like, why is this person like so slow with no energy, like in my day-to-day -day life? And this is just kind of a, a new uh, version of me. Like, do I seem a little too uh, hopped up, a little, a little too energetic some of these times or no? I think it's no, great. I, I like this. These two are falling yeah. asleep completely. Silent. No, I'm. I'm definitely not. I. I, okay. I was actually. I was thinking about <laughs> your perspective there, and if I did write that story, how uh, how do I incorporate that perspective? Okay, so let's. So so now let's figure out what I'm going to write about. Since well, I don't know if that's what I'm. You're writing the about. one who said everyone's going to write about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to give it to Zach. Well, we, we we workshopped it for Zach. It seems like he's. I don't need to write that. There's also. What are you going to write about? You should. All right, you should write about. Uh, as I said earlier, put, put some respect on Nick Sirianni's name. Uh, the offense is ninth in EPA per drive. He's got them seven and seven. This is by no, you know, by no standard, uh, like a top 15 offense talent wise, in my opinion. Uh, you know, he's built this relationship with his quarterback. 
They adjust to playing on Tuesday. I don't know. Listen, those aren't good, like secondary points. You get the main point there. Uh, I think it's time for a day after of, uh, you know, this this is a different guy than we th- than who we thought he was the first four or five weeks of the season. And it's time to recognize that now that we're going into the final three games. I definitely thought as as Bo has as Bo never taken there. one of my suggestions. <laughs> we did this That's last not true, time, but but it is <laughs> it does make me not want to do it. That is also yeah. true. I thought that the offense really showed a lot of creativity. I thought the offense showed a lot of creativity. Well, it's only because we didn't get Sua at the podium. Otherwise, I mean, that's a layoff. Zach, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was was really impressed with the offense in that um, I thought the play calling was creative. They they, they did a lot of interesting things with players in motion and and pre-snap movement. Um, I I thought it was a a well-called game. And... You know, I I don't put the two turnovers early in the game on the play calling there. I, I actually yeah. thought the pass to Goddard was a layup that Goddard dropped, sure. and uh, I thought Hurts should have handled that 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 play better. I, I I thought, in hearing Sirianni talk afterwards, you know, he he took the extra time, be it the bye week, be it the weekend, to put thought into what they were going to do. Now, I I wouldn't really give him too much credit for the trying to draw. Washington offsides on the two point conversion. I I don't think that was a masterstroke of coaching. I, yeah. I I I think the Baltimore situation that he referenced was a little bit different. That was end of game. Baltimore couldn't take those those timeouts with them there. Um, you know, I I think part of that was was seeing maybe the way. Oh, is that uh, what he said he was doing? He was trying to get a offside and then a closer two yeah. point try. Yeah, yeah. So he said that you, you know. Uh, it was brought up to him that someone did it this weekend. He said, he said, yes, you know what game? And he, the, the reporter, John McMullen said, I, I think Baltimore. He said, yes. Oh, he nice said, job uh, by him. He you said don't want to get caught in that spot, yeah. not knowing what game yep. it is when they test you. So the, the, the Baltimore situation was end of game. Um, that was a little bit different here. There was still a, a minute and a half left in the first half. They could have used those timeouts. Also Baltimore came back out and ran the two point conversion. The Eagles came back out and, it went for the extra point. So it wasn't so quite then why did they call timeout? Yeah, did he say what? It, on TV also, you guys probably might not have seen this, but he was saying something about timeout. Like, I don't know that he wanted uh, to call the timeout. Okay, that, well, that would make uh, sense, yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe he'll answer that, uh, I don't know, yeah. next time you talk to him. But, yeah, that was a weird sequence. Yeah, but um, but overall, I, I thought the creativity was there. Um, and, you know, he, he got Slay involved. And it definitely worked. Like Washington was so keyed in on Slay, it opened a big lane for Miles Sanders. And to Shields' point, back-to-back weeks where Miles Sanders has set a career high in rushing, and Dallas Goddard has set a career high in, in receiving. And when when that happens two games in a row, uh, it shows you're clicking as an offense when two players set their career highs in back-to-back weeks. And they were and not like, yards away from an urban. Yes, exactly. The two fifty, two fifty. Yes, uh, that would that maybe out. that's your angle. That could be your angle. Just bring it back to Urban. And just write <laughs> I about mean, Urban again. The Eagles win but fail to hit uh, right. Meyer Mark or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. get a little um, Urban Meyer in the headline for some SEO, maybe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so no, to that point, yeah, I I think Sirianni definitely deserves credit for the game he called and for the way this offense is playing and and the stat that the Eagles are are touting. That they're the first team since the '85 Bears to have to have what seven games in a row with 175 plus rushing yeah. yards. I mean, that's um, an insane mark. 
Yeah. Exactly. And for a team that literally wasn't running the ball through the first five, six games of the season to be doing this, um, that says something. Uh, one thing we didn't get to that there, there's been some questions on, so I'll just throw it to to you guys, and then can offer uh, my take. What did you think of his sort of in-game decision making here uh, in this didn't game? Like there were there were actually some kind of key moments. I thought uh, you know they won't get talked about as much since they won by ten, yeah. but if this is like a different outcome or a closer game or something, they're probably uh, spotlighted. So go ahead, Zach. You didn't yeah, like uh, a two that are fresh in my mind, and I don't know if, if these are the ones you're you're referring to. They get the first down on the fourth down, the Jordan Howard pitch. Mylotta gets the penalty. It goes back to then fourth and three, and he elects the punt, or fourth and four, rather. Four, think, he elects yeah. the punt. I would have gone for fourth and four there. Uh, the, even, and, and I, I said that before seeing the result of the punt, which went into the end zone. They they had a, a 21-yard net, I believe it, it was. I didn't like that. And then I, I didn't love Do you think, the, sorry, real quick on that one. Yeah. Did you think he knew? Because I didn't realize right away that it was yes. only fourth and four. You know, you I think, think he, he might not that. have known. I, no, oh, I, think, might, it's, yeah, I think it's possible that he might okay. not have known. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. That, and then I, I, I thought uh, the fourth and one when uh, Jake Elliott kicked the field goal to make it 20 to 10, when it was 17 to 10, I thought they could have gone for it. I understand, you know, you want to make it a two possession game at, at, at that point. But I, I'd, I'd have confidence you can, you can convert a fourth and one, and I would try to keep my offense on the field and score a touchdown. I, yeah, I thought that one was not as bad because mm-hmm. of you know Gilbert being on the other side. But I also, uh, you know, you asked me real time. I said I would have I would have taken the points off the board and gone for it. I I sense that uh, like this has been like a, a some of a like a celebratory uh, pod. Is that fair to say? Sheila, it seems like you guys do. Are do I sound like a? Do I, don't I know. seem I feel like, like a celebratory this, I feel like this type person? Not, I, I feel like th- this game did not like knock my socks off. Um, really? How so? Well, I, I mean, the their de- their their defense, the defense was yeah. really really disappointing. Um, like you know, the defense was disappointing. I mean, that might be a step. I thought it was. I eh. did. It's what it is. Eh. They let up ten points on short field, and they let up one drive in the fourth quarter. I mean, I, I against I don't want to be the who was signed on Friday. And they like were letting him letting him throw the ball. They didn't start blitzing until the fourth quarter. Now they and uh, Gilbert actually did a good uh, job against the blitz for the most part. But like they're you know they didn't hit the quarterback until the last play of the first half. This I defense, gave you credit for that tweet, by the way. Thank you. This this defensive line that is like supposed to be the heartbeat of their team is consistently underperforming. I think, um, and like. This is a game where they they should have been able to win this game by thirty points. I'm like I know that that's a high bar, uh, but like combined with some of the like questionable Sirianni decision making things, it made me sort of uh, a little bit not like reticent, but like you know when they when they do play a good team, if they have to win and get in in week 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 eighteen against Dallas, like I don't know, I don't ha- I don't have a lot of faith that the defense can get it done. How many Washington drives do you think went for more than 26 yards? Two. Very specific number. Two. Two. I mean, they had, okay. what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Middle of the game, ten. they were really good. Like so, five so they had there in the middle of the game. So I, I think there were eight or nine drives if, if you take out the end of first half, end of, uh, um, end of second half uh, drives. And 
Of those, only two went for more than 26 yards. Um, they had, like, I I agree their pass rush needs to play better. That's been consistent all, all year. This pass rush is not playing to their capabilities. That's a problem. But um, they, they, they really didn't allow too many yards. They only allowed one real touchdown drive, right? Um, yeah, they allowed that's one too many. They allowed 237 yards, 14 first downs. Uh, I actually thought their pass rush got going in the second half. It did some, a little bit. Uh, in some, yeah, I mean, a, a win is a win. And like, it wasn't dominant. It wasn't a dominant defensive performance. I mean, my expectations, as listeners know, and uh, as you guys know for this defense, is that like, you know, this is going to be mediocre to below average most weeks against a good offense. It's going to get carved up. So if you want to say that they didn't, uh, you know, do much to go in sort of a better direction this week, I can buy that. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it was bad. It, it wasn't one of those games where the backup quarterback is like carving you up. I don't like this defense. Let me get that. Let me get it straight. I yeah. just didn't think, no, I just did, didn't yeah. think this performance was that bad. I just can't see that as the takeaway from this game is, ooh, this this defense really was a problem. Well, listen, you know, this team now is at a place where they are playoff contenders. Like, at like that's underselling it. This is a team that where they are, they should make the playoffs. You know, they need they need a Vikings loss. But the way things are set up, I don't maybe maybe that's a little bit overstating. Uh, yeah, a little less than a toss. A little I think we have to change 50, 50. The, uh, the evaluation of them just a little bit. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've gone too far the other way, but um, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't blown away by what they did here. You know, being the better rested team, uh, the better prepared team against Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> I mean, like outside of one drive that 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 started. I mean, the inside... spread was nine and a half, and they won by ten, so they beat the spread. But yeah, like... so they did pretty much exactly yeah, what they like, were supposed to on. do. What are you talking about? That happens like 50 percent of the time. I know it does. A... I'm just saying, like, let's not let's not throw them a parade. No one's throwing I'm them a parade. Throwing them a parade. Right? I'm Straw man that. argument. No one's throwing them a parade. Okay, well, Literally, I'm, they... you, I'm not like I, I I didn't my my takeaway from this game was not like rah rah sis boom ba. All right, so you're not doing this. He's not doing the Sirianni column, Zach. I think we've gotten that. I think he may, maybe he'll, maybe he'll write why the defense sucks. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna not write a column. I'm just gonna take the week off. That would be fine. Yeah, just do something for you know. Be like it's a weird week. I'm gonna write something for Thursday. No, no, I'm just gonna postpone my column two days because. How about you spin it forward? How about you you spin it forward? Write about. No, I like. Is this a playoff team? I'm just gonna say there's. uh, I, I know that I'm scheduled to write tonight but i'm just gonna make it two days later instead and just hope that nobody cares oh i see what you're doing there okay all right you're getting on the league here um uh, zach's idea actually if, if you are looking for a real idea that that is the uh idea that i think readers will be most uh yeah. most interested what, in is this it, a playoff team here's no, their like, the, the look ahead here's yeah. who they have oh, yeah. here's how these mm. games are matching up you know, you could do, uh, I mean, I'm not yeah, going to give you a format because you don't like any, you, you're not going to like my format, but you know, you can get into who would they match up well in the playoffs, what needs to happen for them to win the final three and get the playoff percentages, all that. That's a nice, you know, I, I remember doing this when it was a late in the season, maybe a night mm. game. I'm thinking, shoot, I don't have a big day after in me. And I'm like, well, everyone's already going to want to look ahead to next week. I just throw out one of those bad boys, you know? Quick and dirty. You don't even need to have any quotes in there uh, from the game. You don't need to transcribe it all. 
Z-Berm hits the big narrative from the game and you spin it forward. I mean, that, I, w- I would like that for my uh, Eagles coverage on The Athletic tomorrow. All right. Bo okay. doesn't like that either. That's good. No, no, All right. I mean, I'll say this. This game is ripe with storylines, right? There's, there's, there's no shortage of things to write. You know, I, as I said, Sanders and Goddard, there's, there's something there. There's the, yeah, the team coming off the long layoff here. Um, you know, you know, how did they spend the extra time? There's a lot from this game that I, I, I think is, uh, is worth exploring. I, I wish we were in the locker room. You know, I imagine this was a, an energized locker room. It's, it's not the same being next door, but, uh, no, this is look, I, I think this is a game people are going to remember a Tuesday game. Um, for better or worse, stands out. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, and, and they I mean, you you remember every game, so I don't know. You're not a good like judge for this. All I right. remember no games. Uh, I'm pretty sure in two months. You remember you the Joe me. Webb game? Uh, yeah, I do remember the okay. Joe Webb game. So I did because that was like a fun. I like a change up. You know, so this I'm is not, a change up. This I'm Bo, relax. I'm not saying they should have done it, or you know, I I said we're gonna wait to get wait for Bo to get to that. But I like a little change in change up in my routine, in my schedule where there's all of it. You know, Marissa and I were saying in, in a couple of years, there's just going to be two games every day. You know, maybe, maybe not Friday and Saturday, but there's just going to oh, be two games that. every day of the week. I would love that. Yeah. More football, I better. Now, I, don't, the, I don't know if I've ever seen uh, two days in a row with back to back games of such high quality play at the left guard position. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to that. I From mean, Michael I would have put today's yesterday. in that category. If and then a fair, bit of a but... st- a little bit of a step down, but still, I would call it you know borderline Pro Bowl performance from Sua Opeta at left guard. I mean, we're living in the golden age of of the left guard. I would say. <laughs> We actually did get a question about how did we think Opeta played, and uh, I wasn't paying a lot of attention, but I knew he I know fine. you were. So, you, oh, he was just fine. Okay, he was fine. Jeez, yeah. he was My good. Gosh. He's moving people. He's good. I mean, that was like your build up for the season. You know, you think the Eagles are going to be great, and then you hit us with eight and nine. I mean, that's well, what because that, Maya, um, I have high. Ex- I already know the guy is good. Okay. Some people are going to be surprised at how well he played, but that's I've been saying it for years. So, I mean, I have a by the way, by the way, DeAndre Carter in this game making some plays as well. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Marissa, you were saying something there? I was just going to yeah. say, there was a comment. Um, did you guys think Mylotta was walking with a limp towards the end of the game? Uh, I was running my running. I was writing my running there. No, I, but I, I didn't uh, notice anything. Uh, pretty- I, I, he uh, was right ahead of us running into the locker room as we were going to the press conference, and I did hear him drop an F-bomb, so I don't know if that was related. I can't imagine... I can't imagine that anybody's body feels good after playing a football game. Yeah. So. And a man that big, I mean, probably yeah. just bending down that many times or that many plays. Like, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Weird, yeah. a weird, a weird. You never instance. missed that opportunity. <laughs> and now I found, I think you've rubbed off on me because now when I have a chance to do that for baldness, I feel like I'm yeah. jumping all over it. And I wasn't like that before. So I blame that on you. So the key, yeah, I, I, I think, I think self deprecation is a good quality. But also when you make the joke, it, it like it, it takes away from someone else making the joke, right? Mm. You know, it's it, it it desensitizes it a bit when, <laughs> yeah, when when but, you're not, yeah, like if if you're not self conscious about your height, then it's like it it, it makes it so. So yeah, so I, I never miss a chance for that. I think I this mean, was the first game in Jordan Mailata's career in which he was the third tallest player on the field. Wow. Well, there you go. That could be your story for tomorrow. Who are the yeah. uh, who are the other two? 
Harold Carmichael and David Baker. <laughs> okay, I was oh, I was wondering where you were going with that because I, right. I thought I knew both teams' rosters. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Calais Campbell yeah. is. I, uh, <laughs> I I was already not going to be sleeping tonight because of the late game, but I mean, if oh, I God, do close my go. eyes, I'm, I mean, that ogre is going to be running through All my right. head. Uh, I can't tell you guys this. Here's something that that Shio and Marissa would would both appreciate. What do you think? the Washington reporters in the press box and the national reporters in the press box were thinking when out of nowhere, someone <laughs> reacts in like a very expressive way Wait to Greg Ward and not, not um, catching a touchdown. Wait a and second. Then... <laughs> Wait a second. Yes. How dare you? How dare you? Because the first reaction in this game that was like that was you to Jalen Rager Almost scoring a touchdown early in the game. And it was not audible. Zebra. You were the one who was all over super casting. Visible. I have rubbed off on you. You I'm are out. embracing the love of the game. <laughs> Agree with I this. you deflect. You were all in it. Visible, not audible. Correct? Uh, Visible, not audible. No, because, I mean, number one rule in the press box. No cheering in the press box, right? <laughs> I, am, I am well trained. I I do well, not let out. Uh, I would yeah. say that the Washington press corps did not abide by that either. <laughs> but visible. It was, it, was, it was visible exasperation that they Sirianni calls a play expressly to get Jalen Rager the touchdown. I mean, clearly Jalen Rager gets tripped up. Yeah. But, uh, but Zach no. won, right? We, we were waiting for you, Bo. But Let's get Zach... to it. We can get to it. Uh, well, let me get had... Oh, you have it up? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Garner Minshew has the most passing yards in the game. Didn't happen. Uh, a Memphis Tigers thing is shown. Don't think that happened. A punt is whistled dead in the field of play before anyone touches it. Didn't happen. We didn't get a riverboat, Ron. I guess That definitely watching. didn't happen. The punt thing didn't happen. The punt thing didn't happen. I was no. watching it closely. Now okay. tell us, Sheila, what was your reaction at home when you saw the DeAndre Carter run, the flag, the conversation, and then first and 13 pop up on the screen? Uh, I'll be honest. I'm not trying to just make this on brand. Like I cannot, I can remember all the things we did. I can't remember what I had and what I didn't have. So I didn't know mm. whether to cheer or not. And then I checked uh, my mentions and I, of course, everybody, not everybody, but a few people uh, even were congratulating me. So I knew I had that. So I said, oh, sweet. But then I checked at the end. But so then I'm like, just checked at the end of the game, Dennis's tweet. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think I lost anyway because Zeberm got two of these. Well, we'll get there. Um, I had a touchdown is called on the field and then overturned by replay review. Didn't happen. Uh, Washington covers the spread, as we said, lost by 0.5. Washington has more than one snap taken by a non-quarterback. And then the Greg Ward one. I mean, for him to deliver the touchdown, for him to get thrown a touchdown earlier in the game and drop it, or I guess ball was a little bit thrown out of his reach, and then catch his first non-touchdown of the season and look for a fleeting second like he might break it for a score. What a moment that was. So I, I, I come up short. And Zach does, in fact, he only had three but he used his turkeys wisely. Huge. Fletcher Cox Man. has at least one sack. The Eagles record at least three more sacks than the Washington football team. Didn't happen. And he only spent three turkeys on Jalen Rager as either a touchdown or a catch of 20 oh, or more yards. Gosh. He gets the catch. He ties up Shield for the season lead. What They're both joke. at five and a third. Two games ahead of me, but we're still alive with three games to go. What a race. 
Oh my god, what a wild. Yeah, and he and he's got all these turkeys. Did you just say that? He's got all these turkeys for this week. And uh, I've I don't got think like he none. has a ton of turkeys. He has oh, he doesn't? oh he has nine you have 13, and you have one. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. He, he's okay. the favorite. He's the Vegas favorite going I don't know about that. Field. Nah, you still have well, the edge. Well, I mean, let's wait, see I have Munger, the edge or is it tied? Let's see what Munger has to say. Oh, I have the edge? Oh no. No. No, Zach has the edge. I mean, yeah. No, what's the score? Is it tied? You're tied. Oh, yeah. see, we're tied, and you have yeah. more okay. turkeys. Yeah, I like I this. This that. is like uh, you in the room. You know, this is why I always uh, when, when Mike Tomlin's an underdog, I always pick his team against the spread. I think he covers you know sixty five percent of the time. I want to be in that uh, in that mindset here going into next week. So uh, there's a so I appreciate all the all the readers who have messaged me about purchasing <laughs> books. Um, there was a oh, I thought you were going to say about Super no. Sword. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, so so this ties into it. So there was Shout a, to a reader today who I was I was signing the book and uh, uh, and um, I got his information to send it and he asked how how much it was and he said and he'll pay me more if I win Swooper Swordcasting. He's rooting <laughs> for me and I'm thinking oh, like I really appreciate this, right? Like I I I genuinely appreciate it. It's just it's like the the uh, the poles of my career, if you will that I'm signing a book that like I, I, I wrote a book, but also it's this game super sorecasting. And it's like these two things are on equal playing field here. Um, super sorecasting has definitely taken up more of your time. I think at this point, have you guys talked about uh shield? Have you talked about uh birds with friends getting snubbed? No, I, again, there are certain topics, Marissa and I, we don't even have to go over it. We just go, you know, she knows she's not going to ask the, if there's a question about something, all right, we'll just wait for Bo uh, for that one. So no, we do I'm not. I'm just going to uh, say, listen, I, you know, uh, you had mentioned Can before, you give some Sheila, context a little bit? Don't yeah, maybe, I mean, okay. least, okay. you had all mentioned right. before, you had mentioned before that we, uh, the, the, the first time in your career at the athletic that you were, uh, you were highlighted in front of the. Uh, the rest of the company was for the second, fourth annual Osprey Awards, rightfully so. A good job by everybody involved. But there was the uh, there was the end of the year sort of uh, tip of the cap to uh, all of the different podcasts and stories that have gone about. Birds with friends, uh, you know, thought we had a good year, but uh, no, nothing doing. So I think this is this is like we we had to take this as uh, like the motivating umbrage that we need to make 2022 the year of birds with friends and really wow. you know really commit to uh taking things to the next level i think there's a lot of guests that we want to get on maybe we can commit to that let's 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 dial this bad boy up you know well i think i'm sorry you go marissa oh oh no oh, I, was... I agree oh. i mean we got yeah. 325 people in this uh live youtube at midnight on yeah. a Tuesday. I think that's pretty, pretty good. I agree with, with most of what you said. I think, I think Bo and I really need to step it up. Um, Marissa produces a podcast that was, that was highlighted on there. So Marissa doesn't. I mean, don't and let Shield, Shield out of this. Shield's no, no. Yeah, what did I, my name yeah, appear nowhere on any Shield one week, uh, Shield one week earlier in the entire company, not just the, the entire company gets singled out as we're showing like, up late to a zoom <laughs> No, the reason why the company was founded right the reason why the company started was so people could pay to reach shield kapadia no it was uh oh shield kapadia just showed up late hi shield <laughs> listen i was doing my wip hit what do you want from me but i was gonna I think take as Khalif says 2022 the year of the sicko 
Yeah, I was going to take this, uh, you know, I would take it as an opportunity to rip the uh, rip the audience. You know, who else Mm, is giving you a post game show like this? Who else is giving you this number of minutes to listen to every week? Super sork, all these stupid things we do. uh, (laughs) T-shirt, T-shirt shot. Uh, You know, you I've, I've checked the reviews. You're not on there leaving, you know, leaving a bunch of reviews. And it's mostly uh, just complaints about me. Thumbs ups on there, uh, YouTube. You're not stealing. I feel bad about that. <laughs> You're not. I want to respond. I don't feel bad I think about that's it. Professional. Don't listen. Yeah. Go somewhere else. <laughs> You're, we welcome all listeners. <laughs> You're not stealing uh, family members' devices and subscribing and unsubscribing enough. Like you, I mean, back in the day, you would do that for your show. And uh, so, listen, there have been uh, rumors out there. We don't know what's going to happen uh, to the company, to the show. I mean, who knows? You read the same for <laughs> <Versus Ashton. laughs> uh, uh, I'm just saying there's always uncertainty in the media business. And so if you want Birds with Friends to continue and to get some recognition from the uh, suits, the corporate overlords, right? Corporate overlord. That's what yeah. it is. Corporate. Yes. Uh, you know, you need to. You I need that's to be, the thing you checked in on. <laughs> You need to be giving that feedback. I mean, go on Apple Podcasts, leave the review, give the thumbs up, subscribe, unsubscribe, YouTube channel, uh, subscribe there, leave comments. You know, is there anything else they can do? I think that's it. I actually did inquire too with some of the higher ups about, well, this was before uh, Omicron. Is that what it's called? Omicron. This was before Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. Yeah. This was before all that started getting crazy, but about doing a potential live show in the new year uh, during the Mm. off season. So I did get like a yellow light. Daniel Ospreys. Yeah, potentially. Um, not the full green light yet, but a potential yellow light on uh, doing See that. See that? I so. mean, that's disrespect right there. I mean, a yellow light. <laughs> well, mean, it, we have it to, should you be know, health and safety should... and all of that. Okay. Right now uh, all right, big, that's fine. That know, all right. That if that's the reason for the yellow. Then yes. absolutely, I'm on yes. board with it. So, <laughs> we we shall see when that comes up. But uh, yeah, there that would be really fun. Mm. Uh, the Sirianni in-game decision making. I didn't get to give my. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Please, I'm sorry. Take on oh, that. you're the you're the you're Mister in-game decision making. Yeah, I've that, was given, I, com- that was a great column. That was a great column. I've given all those takes already. Of course, you can read uh, theathletic.com/slash/birds-with-friends. Sign up for a subscription to read Bo's column on Urban Meyer tomorrow, Zach's column on uh, Jalen Hurts, and we don't know Sirianni, that yet. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and my piece on um, in-game management. Uh, I didn't like the field goal. I thought the field goal that then turned into a fourth and one that they should have gone for it. You know, if the, if Washington comes back, like, you know, they were then down, what, uh, cut it to 2017. Uh, eventually, you know, there's a situation where we're going, what were they thinking there? Uh, the other two, I still would have gone for, they had the fourth and goal from what was it? The three. Oh yes, that one I thought. Oh, we didn't. We yeah. I, we forgot about it. that yeah. one was bad. I thought that yeah, was bad because that's where it was we the getting, two. Uh, the two, maybe. Yeah, it was a twenty. Yeah, yeah the twenty-yard field goal. Yeah, that was a bad sequence. They had second down. They get to yes. the line late and sort of force the run, get stuffed. That third down throw was a bad throw by Hertz. Probably, I mean, what maybe his only bad throw of the night. Um, and then yeah, yeah. on fourth down, you, you kick a field goal from the two. You're down ten yeah. nothing. I mean, come on. Yeah, I didn't. I did not. Uh, 
you know, I do understand the idea of like, know your opponent, know what type of game you're in. And so if in this type of right, game, they're the, being, they're the Goliath, not the David in this game. Right. If you're being a little conservative and just saying, you know, we've got this uh, in some situations, I'm OK. But that was, you know, three situations right there. So uh, I always lean towards being aggressive in those spots, especially fourth and one. I mean, you know, can't just run a quarterback sneak or the way they're running the football. You can't get uh, one I mean, yard they, there. Yeah, they had just run like the ball right. down the field on that drive. Yeah. So anyway, maybe okay. Maybe this is what it is. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's uh, you start with the Eagles' path to the playoffs. You explain it, and then you you turn it to. But listen, if they're going to be serious, they got to turn some of these things around. Nick Sirianni's going to be a little bit better decision making. The defense has to step up. And, uh, you know, the offense can do what it's been doing. Just not turn the ball over. I'm not going to give any feedback because if I if I say, yeah, do that, you That's won't smart. do it. If I say, don't do it, then you'll be going, what a freaking jerk. He's supposed to be a teammate. I throw out my best idea, and he says, don't do it. So uh, I'm going to stay out of it. Are there any other takes? That's a good read. Go ahead. Well, what was your, what was your take on Hurts tonight? Because, um, you know, I, I saw your tweet. Three of his six incompletions were uh, were drops. Uh, I, I thought he played a little bit differently tonight. I thought it was noticeable that he wasn't running as much. Um, I think that was obviously part of the plan. There were only, I was tracking, I believe, only two called quarterback runs. The rest of them were true scrambles. Um, and, you know, you take into account the fact that he was going up against a, a not very good defense. But, um, you know, after having played his worst game of his career against the Giants, I thought it was a was a pretty good bounce back. Yeah, I mean, Washington's, you know, I know they had guys go out during the game, but their defense wasn't like completely decimated in this game compared to normal weeks. You know, they got J Jonathan Allen, Duran Payne, Montez Sweat, uh, those Ionitis. I mean, those are four of their, what, top six defensive linemen. They all played. William Jackson went out. Did he Did he come back in or not? He no, he did not. He, he was out and for Landon the game. Collins also. Or I don't know if he uh, came back in. Uh, yeah. Kendall Fuller, I, you know, they didn't have yeah. him. So they were missing some guys, but, um, you know, it, it, I, I feel like it was more of a, these are injuries kind of a, as hurt as you are at this point. Uh, you know, I, I think there are times when you look at her, like, like the fumble was bad. Um, you know, I thought, what did you think about that that deep ball to Devontae Smith in the middle of the yeah, field? Yeah, bad pass. Post? And it's just like he has to get so much to just get the ball there. I, I mean, yeah. the arm is not strong, which we know we've talked about in previous weeks. So that showed up. There were times where it looked like he had opportunity. Wait, wait, wait so real quick, is, is the arm? It didn't, it didn't look like the, it landed too far away. And it like, I don't know. Okay. Maybe is the arm not them. strong or is he late throwing the pass? Both. Because I think, I think, I think, I think he's. Yeah. Yeah, because I think his he's arm is not strong enough to make up for the fact that okay. he's throwing yes. it a beat late. Yeah, because I, I think he throws it late, and so therefore he doesn't have the same, um, yeah, if, if if you will into it. Yeah, if if and Josh Allen threw it when he threw it, it would be fine. Okay. But you combine him throwing it then, and then not having the arm, and just this like laboring to get it there, um, that has shown up. But and in there's terms a couple of what, plays, sorry. Uh, like the two two of the completions in this game, the the long one to Goddard, and then the earlier one to Goddard when it looked like Rager was open for a potential touchdown, and the the long one to Goddard, it looked like that was maybe the wrong read. Like this this the corner comes off of Tyree Jackson to go to Goddard. Tyree Jackson would have been wide open, but Goddard makes a great catch, so that makes everything look better. And and you know he does predetermine his throws sometimes, but 
anyway, finish what you were going to say. No. Yeah, I mean, the, you're right. The, I think the what the flaws with Jalen Hurts still exist. But if you know, if I'm going in knowing that and saying what's the best version of the flawed Hurts that we can get, I mean, th- this was pretty close to it. Take away the uh, fumble there. You know, he was mostly accurate. He was getting the ball out. Again, there were exceptions to all of these. You didn't have all the running, but I mean, 20 for 26 for 296 with three drops in there, you, you have to, uh, yeah. you would have to take them. And then when I said earlier, you know, not sulking, not getting down after you're down 10, nothing, yeah. not getting uh, tense after that fumble and just uh, bouncing back. I, I was saying earlier, I thought that eight play 80 yard drive after the lead was cut to 20 to 17 was really impressive. The back-to-back plays one to Jalen Rager on the screen and then the Greg Ward touchdown, like that won you the game uh, right there. And that's not easy to do in that situation to just drive right down the field and get a touchdown. So that I'm, I'm repeating myself now, but that's what stood out to me. You talk about the uh, catch by Devonte along the sideline. No, what a hell of a catch that was. Yeah. Three, only three catches for 40 yards. You, are you, are you curious about him not being a little bit more involved in the offense or you're okay with it just being the Goddard show? Uh, I felt like there was an effort to get him the ball early in this game. I don't know how many targets he had, but it seemed like, okay. I I, I would be curious about when those came because it felt like in the first two or three possessions, it was like, all right, they definitely want to get him um, involved early. So uh, without knowing whether there were, I, I feel like in past weeks, you know, there every week, it feels like there are opportunities to get him the ball that they do not convert on. And so I'm not worried about him. And yes, I think it should continue to be, uh, a goal to get him the ball early. I, I also think that uh, Hertz, who I thought had 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 probably one of his best games of the season, passing the ball. I mean, the Atlanta games jumps out, the the Kansas City game jumps out. But one throw that I, I thought was a regrettable throw was the one does Devonte in the end zone. Devonte actually got banged up on. I don't know what he was looking at there, and I, I really didn't think it was a high percentage pass there. I I, I thought I didn't love the play. Predetermined. I, I think it's you yeah because he had somebody I think at the yeah I think Gainwell yeah I th- I, yeah. I, th- I think he had Gainwell. Um, so that play jumps out when you're talking about Devonte as I didn't I didn't love that play, but yeah they 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 do need to get Devonte the ball right now uh, more. But the way Dallas Goddard's playing is like that story we're going to have to really touch on as the week goes on. Commenter suggested that for both. Yeah. Like he is, and you can get the elf, uh, uh, you can get the elf theme in. Like he's dominating. He is playing so well right now. And uh, he's, he's such a threat that um, you can see a, why they gave him the contract, but also like you can envision what these next few years will, will be like, because he's, he's a, He's a big time player. Absolutely. That contested catch was fantastic down yeah. the left sideline. Uh, you know, that was not a great throw. So we can say that Hertz had drops, but they also made some plays for him uh, like that one. So that was a uh, fantastic play. He did if I can interject real quick, we, we have an ad break we need to drops. get to. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And, and I need to get the writing soon. So we can't string <laughs> yeah. on that. We can end this. Long. So let's get the ad break if we can. All right, we'll be right back. Did you? Uh, you said you wanted to wait to touch on the um, postponement. No, go ahead. This no. is a good time. Do you want to? Yeah, and then I can. 
I have a little uh, life anecdote, and then Zach, okay. if you have anything, and we can call. I mean, we're going on ninety minutes here, and yeah, you I had a bit of a, <laughs> I had a bit of a testy uh, radio hit on a DC radio station before the game. Um, they were like, you know, the guys like, you know, all these Eagles fans are just bitching and moaning about having to play, uh, you know, this game against Garrett Gilbert. Just go out and win the game; it's no big deal. And then he like brings me on and talks about how uh, that's what that's what he was hearing on the Philadelphia uh, sports radio this morning. And I'm like, like, you are just you are misrepresenting what is the complaint here. It's not about this game. It's about the league moving this game and like changing the competitive balance to give a give them a four day turnaround after the fact when a day later. Uh, they basically put all these rules in place that make it seem like they don't think Omicron is a thing that matters at all. Uh, only get tested of your own volition if you want to volunteer that you have uh, it, that you have symptoms. And like those two things don't make any sense at all in conjunction together. And by the way, the game was moved two days and the, the net difference was uh, three players. Four players, one player out for the Eagles and a bunch of assistant coaches out for Washington. So uh, it didn't make sense. Uh, it was stupid. And it was another example of the league, like letting the dog wag its tail. It's like, well, but this was the this was the precedent that they set last year. And I said, well, uh, like that may be so if it is so. But also they set a new precedent at the start of the season that they weren't going to do this. And then they did it. So then, we, then we talked about some stupid stuff. Mm. Do you feel like there was a nice real beef there? I feel like there's always been a little, uh, uh, a bit of a contentious relationship between DC, the the Washington football team uh, media and the Philadelphia media. I sort of remember something in mm. the past of. I, I don't remember details. I feel like it was, it was a Philadelphia yeah, it was, writer it was, telling no, it was, Washington writers to shut up or like pipe down or something. No, it was the McNabb press conference. Oh, there oh, was yeah, that too. Yeah, what was right. that yeah. again? What's that story again? They were like upset that Eagles people came down to ask questions at the press uh, conference, right? I it was just a different style. <laughs> Look, I I like, I have a lot of respect for the Washington media as, yeah, as a former exactly. member. Of course, of the Washington you know. media. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it was well, what you want to know what else was, you know, want to know what else was funny about this radio appearance? Um, Zach, why don't you tell your side of the story? <laughs> so we get, uh, I, I got a text at, um, like a, a long text at like two thirty four. you know, asking if I can come on, giving me like time slots. And then I get a text at like two thirty eight saying, Sorry, I was already filled, and I I didn't see the two thirty four text, and so I I see the second one. I'm like, wait, so you don't need me? And he said he said uh, no, someone else um uh, claimed it or something, as if like we're all like lining up. Yeah. And so I I responded like how uh, uh, I responded what number in line was I because uh, oh you know, yeah, <laughs> I mean Whoa! it's kind of like a pet yeah. peeve of mine. Yeah. I mean how brutal. A pet peeve of mine is I'm doing like, you I'm, a favor. Yeah, Hold I'm on, happy to come on all these here. shows. I'm happy to come on 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 these shows, but don't make it like an assembly line. Like have it such that that you were actually trying to get um, particular insight from me, or like you value 
what I can provide to the show. I wouldn't send like 10 interview requests oh, out to, hey. to people. And like, I'm if and it'd be like, sorry, this player responded. So <laughs> you can't be interviewed by me. Right. Like I, I uh, so what did so they the, say? Yeah, that, they didn't respond to that one. Um, oh! that, kind of, that one kind of ran. And that's around. the show that I went on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So Paul was the one who promptly. Yeah. And guess they never, what? They and didn't guess respond what? or apologize or anything? No, I was in the shower. That's a, so that's what I, I was in the shower getting ready for the game then. Oh, um, and yeah. guess what? They didn't give me like a follow Bo Wolf or read his articles or any nonsense. It was just, it was just come on, talk about the Eagles and get out. So. I mean, all right. Well, I don't know. Are you, here. are you naming names? I don't know what you no. did. Uh, I, I yeah, boy, they they must like having Philadelphia reporter. I went on one uh, last time. Of course, tomorrow I'm going on with athletic writer Ben Standick, who would never mm. do anything. He's uh, awesome, Ben. Yeah. Ben is so plugged in like yeah. that. Yeah, so that yeah. that will that would be uh, different, but that wasn't the case previously. Oh, Zach, I love that. What number in line was? Yeah, that, that was great. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> I mean, lead with that next time. I won't <laughs> no, do no. the immediate post game pie. If you got something that good, <laughs> I'll just wait till you come on, or we'll pre-record that segment and just uh, make sure we uh, we start that up. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Uh, before uh, the game, uh, uh, Connor Barwin. I ran into Connor Barwin at the flex. Uh, like near the like the food place uh, here behind in the press box, and I thought he was coming in for like a fist pound, and <laughs> and instead he goes, uh, "Your flies open." <laughs> I've had this problem with these pants. These the fly. It's like a rogue fly. It keeps it keeps going down. <laughs> If that is happens once, like a, you can't keep wearing them. So what's the deal here? Is it like is it is this a me problem? Is it a pants problem? Like am I am I like what's going on? Well, yeah, it could be that you're unzipping that bad boy too often, which I'm not going to ask any further questions there. But I have never had a uh, a rogue fly. I mean, I've never had a fly that malfunction. The malfunction was that it just bada boom. You know that that is not a thing. I mean, it yeah. could get stuck. There could be a, a fly that gets stuck when you're trying to zip back up, the but one that fly. just opens itself. Zach, are you? I I've never had that. No, uh, no, my uh, no. If I if my flies down, it's 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 usually because I forgot I forgot to zip it up. Not because there's yeah. a problem with the pants. I'm not blaming the pants for that one. So yeah. So I don't know when the yeah. last time was you unzipped those bad boys. Yeah, I mean, a good. Uh... I don't know what your pregame rituals are nowadays on a Tuesday. Maybe it's a little different than it would be on a Sunday. You got a little thrown off. His tools, I guess, but. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, it's my editor's probably he's like he's like staying up right now. He's and he's he's thinking I'm 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 waiting for Zach to start writing his story for this. All right, my last <laughs> thing. Wrong yeah. only because we want to give them content after that last ad break. You know, you don't want to just end it. Yes. Uh, so I'm in this uh, I'm in this delicate delicate dance with Hyundai Uncle. Mm. So uh, first of all, if you have a lease up right now. Go ahead. I just got a Hyundai, so I'm a little nervous about this conversation. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's it could be any. It could be Nissan. It's not the okay. uh, car. But basically, if you have a lease up right now or a coming up, uh, make sure you find out what you can sell that bad boy for instead of just turning it in, because the used car market is out of control. Where you can make a little uh, lechuga mm. by just going to one of these other places and saying, "All right, well, you you know, uh, pay out my." uh lease here and kind of buy the car for and it's 
more than you know the the payout price so you make a little money there so i would advise everybody uh to look into doing that of course you're going to be making up for that on the other end when you have to get yeah. the new car because uh that's still going to be expensive but i still think you'll you know end up in a good spot but anyway sending some texts out uh you know one was to uh he could be listening i don't know a certain hyundai uncle who i had, had correspondence with previously okay so we're going back and forth you know he's saying oh we just you know we just got in this one car uh, the car you you know you were looking for uh i don't know how long it's gonna last and so what i appreciate is he never tried to get me on the phone because as you know i don't want to talk to anyone on the phone so i'm asking him all these questions hey does it have these features you got any zero percent apr financing if i lease what's my monthly gonna look like you know i'm not putting any money down other than first month's payment and so we're going back and forth he's giving this all to me but this was on monday so i'm like you know, I can't come in today to do anything about the car. I got a busy day. I got to write a column for tomorrow. There's football starting at five. And so I, you know, I said, uh, I can give you like some information if that helps. And then I can come in, uh, tomorrow. And he's like, well, you know, I don't know if it's still going to be there. And I said, all right, and that's okay. Uh, and he said, all right, well, we don't need to do anything now then. And I said, all right, well, if it's available tomorrow, then we can, uh, you know, figure it out then. I mean, I was ready to go to the dealership and uh, make something happen, but I didn't want to be the one sending that initial mm. Tuesday morning. You know, I wanted to have the hand in this relationship in case there's something that comes up and he's giving me a little higher price or there's something. So I said, I'm not, you know, I, I never really courted anybody. Like I'm not used to this. So this is as close as I've kind of gotten to it. You know, I would imagine like the college kids, you, you know, you, you in your twenties or uh, whatever, where you're saying, do I send the text? Mm, do I, do I TikTok first or send the text? Yeah. I don't really know how any of that works again, but this was my version of it. And so I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to do a little delicate dance here and we'll see who flinches first. No correspondence all day. Oh, maybe the car is gone. You know, the car dealerships now, they don't really need your bit. Like it's very easy for them to get rid of cars. So they don't need to in the past, like a, a year ago or whatever, they're calling you 20 times. They're trying to make something happen. They're trying to make it a sweet deal. That's totally uh, out the window. So I don't know. We're a one car family right now. I think that's okay. I mean, I do everything in this room here, so we don't really need a uh, second car immediately. So we'll see how it goes. If he'll, you know, think about it and get in touch. Maybe the car's gone. I don't know. I was thinking we do need an official car salesperson of birds with friends. I mean, mm. I can't be going through this. Just like we will give you business. You know, we can advertise. I, Marissa, cover your ears. I don't know if this is allowed or not. Uh, we'll advertise for you. Uh, <laughs> Nick, for the listeners, Nick says Bo should write about Shields Hyundai. <laughs> for now we're talking. The day after, I would agree. But, you know, that would be a lot easier to just make our decisions very easy. Just give us fair market prices. We don't need to do any haggling. And uh, we'll give you some business from the Birds with Friends audience. So uh, if you're interested in that. So uh, are you going to are you are you going to wait them out in perpetuity? Like, are you not going to send? Oh, yeah. Out? I'm not making okay. the first text. No. Yeah, I'll wait. Chill. I just did. I believe bought a car and nobody followed back up. Like, yeah. you think, oh, they're going to call you the next day. They're going to annoy you. I'm like, oh, waiting yeah. for it. Like ghosted. Like you had I had to follow up on like everything. just what I said to my yeah. wife. I said he's ghosting me. Yep. Oh, Not the best yeah. time to buy a car. 
Zach's already <laughs> started writing his lead. <laughs> no, Zach's got Zach underrated has very good car knowledge. When we did the Eagles mm. Jets joint, I mean, I'm actually going right. for a car that Zach was, uh, you know, Zach was suggesting there. He said, well, keep an eye out for this, uh, did this Tucson hybrid in a 20? Yeah, it's selling over the MSRP right now, though. So oh, everything not, is. I would say everything's oh. at least like two grand over the MSRP. My, oh, that's that's a, what mine was. Yeah, so I just bit yeah. the bullet at that point. It's like everything is. So yeah, I'm trying to wait that out. So we'll yeah. see. But I got the good deal on the lease turn in. I'm telling you, I couldn't True. believe it. Yeah. I'm trying to, you want to get the, the deal on both sides of it though, right? Mm, yeah, so. that's a true Capadia mentality <laughs> right there. I like it. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll see i would rather um continue doing this podcast for the next six hours than write this article <laughs> that i have to write all right how what is there anyone give, yeah i was gonna say what will you give me if i said all right i'm coming back in for one day after uh whatever you I want had an, i had an espresso around you know 6 30 no, I'm not doing that. Whatever you want. <laughs> no, sorry. I'll write your I'll write your picks column this week. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, close this out. All right. Uh, so what are we, we what, what are we doing, Thursday? by the way? Yeah. Thursday. Thursday uh, we we got to wait to see what the Eagles media schedule is. Yeah. Look like so that day. so so tomorrow we're getting um, Sirianni. I think we're gonna get. Yeah, uh, and we'll get another coach tomorrow as well. I I think Thursday we're going to get players. Um, I still think we'll be able to do it at the same time, but we'll have more clarity tomorrow. All right. But so yeah, tentatively was, Thursday at three thirty, we might adjust exactly. time. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll all be home. So yes. Yes. Eagles going all virtual media wise this week. Oh. Okay. Uh. So uh, that'll do it. For this episode of Birds with Friends, we'll be back on Thursday. The Eagles seven. Oh, sorry, and last seven. thing. Yeah, go ahead. I'll tweet out the link for the. You know, there was a lot of love for the sweatshirt. People were going mm. to T Public. They couldn't find it, uh, so I will try to tweet out the. Yeah, you got to you, you got to know what you're doing to to find that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Eagles seven and seven with three games left. Jake Fromm and or Mike Glennon awaits next week. Probably Taylor Heineke after that, and then. Will Week 18 matter against the Dallas Cowboys? Will the Eagles be playing uh, with a chance to get into the playoffs? They need a Vikings loss along the way at some point. Vikings play the Rams on a short week this week and then go to Green Bay. So uh, everything up in the air for the Philadelphia Eagles. We will be back Thursday. Thanks to Sheil and Marissa for holding down the fort in probably a much better way than uh, the rest of the show. But that's okay. We got to hang out together. And you got to see... Uh, Zach's handsome mug. Zach, you're number one on my list for everything. If I was starting a radio show, you'd be my number one call. I appreciate that. I enjoyed doing it with you yesterday. In 42 minutes? Yeah, let's... What did you do yesterday? We did live. We did the uh, live show. But it didn't show up on my feed. Did I? So I did. It's actually... It's for subscribers only, though. So it's for Athletics Plus or... Yeah. I subscribe to the Athletic. No, well, not athletic. You can, you can listen not, to the athletic what? app. If yeah. you're listening on Apple, you have to be an athlete or you have to be an Apple Plus. It has to be connected. To yeah. Yeah. What if I listen? What if I listen on Overcast? I don't think that's going to work for you. No, I think it only shows no, up in, on, on Apple. Yeah. 
Should I switch to listening on Spotify? I got jealous of those people putting out the, hey, I listened to this. You know, they're giving them the year-end reports. I didn't trust I like- my Spotify year-end in review. There no? was not enough Moana on there for it to be accurate. Oh, I, I trusted oh, mine. What a soundtrack, was, Moana. Yeah, there was a lot of Toy Story on mine. Yeah. <laughs> and Lion King. Yep, a lot of that. All right, we got to write. Okay. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for watching on YouTube. Numbers just through the roof for uh, 1230 on a a Wednesday night. Got to love that. And, uh, yeah, if you got any zipper tips, hit us up with uh, hashtag BWF Shields Legs. And thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And as always, we love you.